Hello everyone and welcome to Final Show. I'm John, the executive producer here, and I've just got a few pre-show notes for you. First of all, I want to let everybody know that our addresses have changed. Uh, our Twitch channel has changed from Sinstaku to twitch.tv slash finalshowfilms, and our YouTube channel has also changed to youtube.com slash finalshowfilms. Next, we want to thank our $20 tier supporters on Patreon, which is patreon.com slash films, by the way, if you want to go throw a couple bucks our way. That's going to be Cat Waterflame, Antitonic, Samantha Bates, and Maureen Monty. Thank you guys for that. Also, our website is in the process of getting updated. So go take a look at finalshowfilms.com. We've got Mara and Jeremy are working on updating all of our stuff there, making it look nice and like a modern website, and frankly, they know what they're doing far better than I or Austin ever did, so if you want to check out the things that are changing over there, you go do that. Follow us on Twitter, at Final Show Films, for updates uh, for all future things, including things that are going on with our website, and going on with the Patreon page, and things that are going on live as we stream them, uh, as well as our podcasts and everything else, so thank you very much for watching, y'all have a good day. And we're live. Hello, everybody, and welcome once again to Everyone is Warlocks Conflux, the Dungeons and Dragons 5th edition campaign that we're running here <coughs> on Final Show Films. My name is Jack. I am your storyteller and dungeon master for this campaign that we have running. And joining me today is a full house, starting with Aaron. <coughs> Hi, I'm Aaron, and I am playing Zoe. Oh, desperately trying to create a princess alliance, Hexblade Pact of the Blade Warlock. And Mara. Hi, I'm Mara. I am playing Aurelia Clementine Everns, human archaeologist and great old one warlock, Pact and, of the Blade. And William. Hi, I'm William, and I'm playing Wotan Saltspray, the dwarven pirate of the, of the thing beneath the waves, Pact of the Compass. And Cody. Um, Cody, I'm playing Cole. The Urchin Shifter, Pact of the Chain, Warlock. And Nikki. Hi, everybody. I'm Nikki. I'm playing Diamond Katara, the Earth Genasi Bay, Pact of the Blade, Warlock. And John? I'm John. I'm playing Elishard Amasi, the Undying Pact of the Host, uh, Warlock. And Jeremy. Hi, I'm Jeremy. I am playing uh, Korshana, uh, Pack of the Chain, uh, 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 Fiend Warlock, Fiend Pact Warlock, who wants to destroy the source of their power. Yes. And our last moments in Conflux were spent in the halls of a crystal palace, where the Hawkshead Compact was preparing for an evening's rest. Having been confronted by the Malik of an underground clan of Dao regarding her heritage, it was revealed previously that the Dao ruler was indeed Diamond's father, Ikram Hashim Al-Aziz. Trial by combat was invoked to determine the validity of the claim, and the Malik was seemingly satisfied with the performance of Diamond Woten and Elishard in that respect. At which point a banquet ensued, which was undercut by some initial attempts to glean more detailed information on the Dao that had been requested by their opponents in House Yungere. While possibly arousing the suspicions of Farid, the major domo, any unpleasantries were at least momentarily avoided, and the compact was invited to a tour of the territories on the following day. 
And now our eyes are once more drawn to the interior of the Crystal Palace as the warlocks prepare for rest in their assigned apartments and Korashana approaches Diamond for a conversation. Oh, yeah. Um... <laughs> Did nobody remind me of this? <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Um... <laughs> Yeah, so so go up, uh, uh, knock. Uh, uh, Diamond comes out. She's like, they're they're sleeping. What's that? What's up? Uh, do you have a moment? Yes. <laughs> okay. Um, and then he just right there. They just <laughs> proceed because it goes mental. Oh, okay. Um, Diamond's actually going to open the door and like, even though we're talking like in our minds, still like move us over to a, a couch or something. Uh, fair. I promised you, I promised I would explain things. Sorry, I uh, took the... I had you to... did what you could. So, I had, uh, when we were last at your uh, mother's home, I had noticed some discomfort when the idea of coming, uh, of coming down to this area and, and the Tao were brought up. I took it upon myself to... Ask silently. Um, she expressed that your father was probably down here and asked that, uh, suggested that, I do not remember the exact words <clears throat> used, but in the in the vernacular of 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 um, uh, of of the young people, it would be a garbage person. Um, and ask that I look out and try and and prevent any. Look out in a protective manner, I suppose. I suggested that perhaps he speak with you about this. I believe that she honestly intends to. It was just she, she needed a little time. I'd, oh, I don't know. <clears throat> 20 years at this point. I'm not, I'm not angry at my mom. Just... I think neither of us was really ready for uh, or prepared anyway to have the talk about my dad. Mm -hmm. And it just kind of happened. And right. I, I know she, she dealt with it, how she felt was necessary and I'm, I'm glad she I'm glad she had someone to talk to about it but 
she also could have talked to me. Mm. I... I had a somewhat similar situation to you. Not quite the same. Um, But um, when I figured out, when, when I realized that I was not just another like anybody else, when I was I realized that I was a Kalishtar, um, or specifically with a with with a quarry attached. Um, I went to go speak with my mother about it, and she had some idea that something was not normal. Um, apparently because I was telepathically speaking pre-birth, but regardless, um, that was information that she, she kept for a period of time until she couldn't anymore. I think that it's difficult because... My interpretation was was that it's not a it's it was not a reflection on me and it is not a reflection on uh, on on you or what they thought of us, but rather An act of perhaps not 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 the best judgment, but of of love and a need to protect. Place doesn't seem like my mom, and I can understand why she wouldn't want to try and raise me here. I feel like she probably would have felt stifled. Mm-hmm. And also, I'd, I don't know. I don't know what I would have done in my mom's position. But, you know, again, not mad. I don't really know how I feel about my mom right now. I know she, she did it because she cares. Mm-hmm. And but that doesn't necessarily make it easier than it happened. Yeah. I understand, you know, and maybe it's just because she raised me, but I don't right now, I don't see myself here. This was good for me to know. Mm-hmm. and. But this place is not 
it has some some it has some traditions that I'm not okay with. And I think that's fair to say. I'm not in a position, even though they tell me that I don't think I could fix them right now. Yeah, that's fair. So I will I will enjoy the knowledge that I do have a biological father that knows me and seems happy that I exist and here and mm -hmm. everything he's kind of wanted so far, even though he doesn't seem to have any children, which is wild to me. Um, but me and my mom are going to have a talk when we get back. And you're owed that. Just, I would, without condoning, I would just say the amount of time that she's carried this information, the more time we spend. Uh, with something that causes us concern, the worse those concerns typically get. But yes. Anyway, I felt I owed you that, so... You are saying things and the mic is not picking them up. Thanks for trusting me to, to kind of take the lead when it didn't, when the line didn't work. I, I promised to do, I promised to try and look out. Beyond that, this is not my situation and it is not my place to impose my will. This was yours. Thanks for looking out for me. Of course. Um, it has been a very, very long day though. Yes. I feel like I could sleep for 10 years and be okay with that right now. But I'll wake up tomorrow, I promise. Uh, and Diamond goes back to the shared ladies' room. Yeah, and I go back. Jack, you're actually muted. Wherever the fuck I am. <laughs> All right. So as the evening progresses, sleep eventually comes to all of you. Zoe. As sleep takes you, you dream of dark tunnels, much like the ones you have traveled in the past days. Slowly, the landscape shifts to what seems to be a large underground chamber, illuminated lightly by glowstones, similar to the ones that marked your path downward from the surface in conflux. Rows and rows of drow stand before you, all clad in dark cloaks and armor that seems to almost bleed directly from the shadows around them. 
They stand motionless, heads inclined to your position, seated above them. The only interruption in the gathered assembly is a long gap between some of the rows, as if there is room left for another segment not yet represented. And then from your shoulder, where you can feel your blade sheathed, comes a voice. The fourth house has not yet been revealed. You are lacking the most secret of your subjects, Rotten Ash Queen. And then a faint wailing can be heard. And then with a blast of cold wind, the gap fills with column upon column of hooded and robed figures. You can see the faint glimmer of eyes over cloth masks that cover the lower half of the face. And then your own eyes blink open in the Crystal Palace again in the morning. Cool. Cool. (laughs) You guys have all awoken on the following day. Hit points are back. Spell slots are full. What you gonna do? <clears throat> Wait for somebody to come get us for the tour. Okay. Some of the bread that I have in my pocket from last night's feast. Yep, still there. Mm-hmm. Yep. It's a little crumbly now that you've kind of rolled over on it once or twice in the night, but yeah. Go down easier. Uh, are the guards still in front of the door? You gonna stick your head out and check? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're still there. Can can we get some breakfast, please? Of course. And within about twenty minutes or so, servants come into the room and lay out a spread. Um, it's. M- Mostly fungus, from what you can tell. Little bit of of meat, but primarily of the the mushroom, etc. Variety. I load up a plate and eat. All right. Though mm-hmm. is completely unflustered by the food because it's the underdark. Right. You pretty much do. Until you can find something to murder. <laughs> um, we cultivate roast. Or some people do. Some people do. And about 30 minutes after that, um, a, a drow comes to the door wearing the ubiquitous collar. And with a, with a band of metal around each of her biceps. The tour is assembled, and I've been sent to invite you to embark. Thank you. Uh, was there, because I was not here last time, wasn't there also discussion about possibly trying to get into the library? <laughs> No. <laughs> Might be on the tour. But... <laughs> I feel like that. No, I just there. spotted it last. Okay. Right. Okay. Cole, looking through Jinx's eyes, saw what might be a library. Yeah. There was discussion about Definitely, after. I don't think, has told anyone about it yet. Cool. No, not yet. Cool beans. All right. Yeah. So, yeah. Aurelia has no idea if there's any publications <laughs> down here. Vision I literally just had. I'm looking at this drow. If 
they seem familiar to me in any specific way. Um, give me a history check. Okay. I'm doomed. <laughs> Eight. Eight. Um, have a negative intelligence. I'm just bad at history specifically. Right. Um, they don't really ring any bells. There's nothing about them that indicates any sort of particular lineage or or heritage other than definitely dark elf. Um, I can't determine before they were here what house they might have been in or anything. No. Mm -mm. And yeah, as she will wait until you are all assembled and then sort of obsequiously lead the way down the halls, the guards following you as you as you depart. Diamond asks what her name is. She kind of blinks at you for a for a second. Dezira. Thank you so much for coming to fetch us. This tour is going to be awesome. She kind of gives you a little bit of a smile and a nod. Fucking nice to these people, goddammit. Anyway. And you guys are escorted down to the front entrance, as it were. A double column of Duragar guardsmen bearing short spears and shields flank the palace doors as you emerge. You see a number of palanquins standing alongside a series of muscular figures as a Cadre of musicians begins a staccato cadence in preparation for the departure. Farid is there, gives you a broad smile, slight bow as you exit the palace. His eminence sends his regrets as matters of government have taken some precedence this day. He will join you for the latter part of the tour, however. Inside check. <laughs> Go for Sorry. it. Sorry. No, God, yes. 20. Seems to be telling the truth. <laughs> But please, find a seat. Sorry, I missed what we're sitting on. There's palanquins. Palanquins, okay. <laughs> I, I asked Fareed if he will be joining us. But of course, I am your guide. Of course. Sounds good. I will sit my ass down on a palanquin. <laughs> <laughs> there fairly sizable um you get the idea that these are probably designed to hold one or two dao <laughs> which are significantly larger than you guys are so you can fit probably three or four to a palanquin cool uh is desiria coming with us no she vanished as soon as you guys got outside. Mm-hmm. Okay. Wotan makes the mental note that the group of people who can literally turn their lower legs into a torrent of wind and float around like to be carried around on palanquins. Yeah. <laughs> less effort. That's even less effort than floating. Flying is still exercise. Flying is still exercise. It's, it requires spell slots. I only have so many spell slots a day. Anyway. <laughs> I mean, not for Dow, but okay. Um, anyway, get in the palanquin. I'll sit down with Jinx in my lap. Oh, okay. 
Fareed will take a spot in the the foremost one. Um, but there's root. Is anybody I am, that I am one? Definitely not sitting in the one that Fareed is in. Ooh. I'll be in that one. Mm, I'm with you. Yeah, like I want to. Uh, <laughs> okay. Those two are going to be with him. I'm going with them. <laughs> it's a bit of a tight fit. He definitely uh, takes up an entire one side. You guys, never mind. Can, I no, can. You guys, you guys totally can. It's just you're squeezing three people into a bench. I'm sad. I, I will let it happen. Uh, okay. All right. I actually, I actually want to. If 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 there's a way to tell the order that the palanquins will be walking off in, um, you can you can based on where the bearers are positioned, you can pretty much tell. Okay, they're all looking this way, so they're probably going to be walking that way yeah. as well. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to get in whichever one is the backmost palanquin. Okay, you'll get in the third then. I'll get in the middle. Okay. Oh. Uh, join Cole. Okay. So who's who's positioned on the front one with Fareed? So Aurelia uh, and Diamond are in the front. All right. Um, Woten, being the smallest of the other people, will sit as a third person on the front. Okay. So, Elishard, you've got a palanquin to yourself, sir. <laughs> Works for me. <laughs> Unless Korashan is sitting back there. No, I think Cora oh. already said middle. Oh, the middle and yeah. yeah. Yep. Does Elishard okay. seem like he absolutely wants someone else to be there, or does it matter to him? It doesn't look like it matters to him. It, okay. it, 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 you, can, you can very much tell that Elishard is in... You've seen it enough. Elishard is in investigation mode, and so he's he's taking the back one so that he can observe not only what the, what, what the other palanquins are doing, but also observe the city more freely without being close to Fareed, who can more easily watch him. Yep. Fair enough. <laughs> But as everybody boards, uh, Fareed reaches out a hand and sort of just taps the side of his to give it a little clang. Bearers to the mines! And they are all lifted, and you guys begin to move through the small city. I take Um. out my papers, and I begin sketching the... The construction of the palanquin, probably. Okay. And Fareed basically uh, asks, begins with kind of small chit chat. How was your night? Were you comfortable? Did everything transpire? Is everyone well rested? Etc. Cetera, Etc. Cetera. Wonderful sleep. Uh, very lavish. Uh, it's very nice. Everything is very lovely here. Yes, I assume that you will find that the comforts afforded in our territories are somewhat superior to those that are accessible to most on the surface, from reports at least. But I would like to try and cast something. Okay. <laughs> he's distracted. I mean, he's looking at three people who are all just sitting right in front of him on a bench, okay. so... I'll wait. All right. Up to I'll you. Wait I'll wait for it. Okay. But you guys proceed through the town um, and eventually come to a winding uh, slope that the bearers begin to march down. It seems to be the mouth of local mine shaft. How was your night, Fareed? Oh, busy as ever. 
doing what? Managerial, primarily, and a number of logistical matters that uh, had to be accumulated before your father could attend to them this morning. It is a rather complex procedure assisting in the ruling of a territory. Oh, I assume. Uh, I would be very interested to hear about it. Ah, but here we are in the mines. (laughs) (laughs) Come on, give it to me. Give me this RP. (laughs) And you see swarms of workers, uh, all of them wearing collars, only a few in chains, uh, bearing mostly picks and shovels. Uh, You see them digging in to uh, certain areas and leaving others completely neglected. Uh, Ore is being hauled into carts and pushed down rails there's a series of lifts that are bringing it up as well as certain passages that seem to lead elsewhere um, and presumably are where uh, the the raw materials are gathered. Uh, You see a number of workers uh, scouring through the the raw material before it's sorted into the carts, sorting and and, uh, organizing by by type, you would assume. Um, There's a number of... of Barrows that are actually moved just by hand rather than the large carts. Um, these seem to be uh, reserved for uncut gems and things of a more crystalline nature, whereas the more malleable or the things that are going to have to be refined in a smelter or a furnace tend to go in other directions. It gives you a little bit of information. Uh, These mining efforts that you see here provide much in the way of raw material, viable product for the civilization that we build down here. Obviously, we have a greater affinity for the ways of the earth and stone than any other being in the underground, for the Tao are born of the rock itself. Uh, But, uh, and oh, over here, and he points, and there's actually a pair of Tao in what you would assume are work clothes, and you see them just step into one of these barren walls and just vanish into it. It's the duty of scouts such as those to peruse the stones and find the richest deposits of mineral substance in order to guide the miners in their excavations. As I'm looking at the things that they produce, does it seem like any of these crystals have embedded undead eyeballs? (laughs) None of them seem to have embedded undead eyeballs, unfortunately. Thank you, because I was going to have to ask Nikki to get I was going to have to ask Diamond to get me a royal favor. (laughs) (laughs) One princess to another. (laughs) One princess to another. Essentially. (laughs) Um... As the as the tour is going on and as we're going through the mines, I'm just I doing the same thing I've been doing this entire time. I'm doing a, like a tactical analysis of what is going, what I can see is going on here. What's the general like up up in up in the city? People tend to be more like chill with their position as slaves, at least outwardly. Are people down here more? I, that's what I saw, Nikki. Don't look at me like that. That's what the GM told me I saw. Um, uh, uh, are people down right. here? When I heard surface, I assumed not underdress, but like no, no in, like in no, there's no okay, slaves in yeah. conflux. Like, no, 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 no. The, the surface of the city that we're in, not the surface of conflux. Um, 
because we went even further down. Because uh, are, you said some, some were in chains. Are the people di- down here tend to be more rowdy? Are they more aggressive? What's, what's the situation with the people? Give me an investigation check. I'm trying to look to see if any of this looks like not just a simple mining operation, if I have any familiar with that. Natural one. I don't see shit. <laughs> yep. Some people are in chains. Mm. Probably troublemakers. You don't know. Mm. Um, Aurelia, you can give me an investigation as well. Okay. 12. Um, mostly what the, the only thing that really jumps out to you is that mostly what seems to be being mined are precious metals specifically. Okay. You're not seeing much in the way of more, you know, uh, production or industrial type metals, iron, steel, that kind of thing. That might be because this just is a, is a different focal point or those other mines might be elsewhere if they have them, but that's the main thing you notice here. Okay. Okay. Question. Yes. This is reasonably close. We got here by Palanquin and not that long. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Does it seem like this is probably the heart of the mining operation is close to their, their city and in the heart of their territory? Or it's like they do this everywhere, including near their territory. Um, there's not much in what Farid has said to indicate one or the other. Okay. Um, you would, and there's not anything in this mine that would particularly give you a lot of insight into where the other ones are. You would have to do a little more incisive research or ask more directly if you were going to try and find that information. All right. It's not obvious from the way things are distributed. Okay. Yeah, no, not particularly. I thought I might have missed something as a character. As nope. A cool. Nope. You are you are right on on target there. Diamond asked Reed. Uh, this isn't the only uh, section of mining, is it? Oh, absolutely not. No, mining takes place in various locations throughout the territory, depending on what is found where. Oh. Do you guys get too close to the surface sometimes, or? We have found through centuries of our civilization plumbing the depths that most of the more valuable deposits are found lower down. There's little to attract us directly towards the surface areas. What's considered precious? I mean, gold and ore uh, in particular, but... Indeed. Any... Any special metals that tend to be a rare find? Well, as far as the more rare metals, I'm certain that a woman of science points at Aurelia would be able to give you quite the description on what is commonly found versus uncommonly, but we're able to generally fulfill our requirements, although certain items generally attract a bit more attention. Gems are always highly sought after by those in the upper echelons of society. So gems rather than rare metals like mithril. Oh, those. Well, one can always find use for metals of wide application, such as mithril, adamantine, and the others. As a matter of fact, we're about 
approaching the end of the mines, and the smelters and forges are next. Hmm. Well, that will be something to see. And the palanquins begin to wind back up out of some of these broader tunnels into an area as they exit following some of these mining carts, the ones that are most heavily laden with the raw ore. You come into a series of buildings where you hear pounding hammers, the hiss of molten metal, and you can see shouts of and swarms and shouting slaves as they're moving things back and forth and trying to get everything organized into the the proper production facilities. As you pass by some of these broad open doorways that are left unobstructed for ventilation, you can see them pouring the the molten substance into molds and forms to make ingots and that sort of thing. Lots of... Lots of collared slaves here. Nobody's wearing any chains in this area, however. So far, we've just been going through, like, well, sitting, right? We haven't gotten out and... and No, you haven't stopped and walked around at all. I would like to stop. Can we stop and take a look around? Of course. And he bangs on the side of the palanquin again, and everybody stops, and they lower him down, and... The bearer comes around and opens the doors on each side. <clears throat> a bit of a walk around then, shall we? Everyone stay together. There's hazardous industry happening here and couldn't do to have anybody get in the way and slow down production or even worse, get injured. <clears throat> oh no. Puts hand in fire. No. <laughs> <laughs> I'm to touch it, Squish. I will take the opportunity of him, be, like, the, the process of getting out of these things. I'm assuming there's going to be a moment where I can maybe, I want to cast Detect Thoughts, because this is my spell. Okay. Because why not? Because, uh, because, because what's the worst that could happen? Oh, <laughs> terrible thing. Everything. If if Mara ever stopped to think about what the worst that could happen was, Mara would never do anything in these games. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, we wouldn't want have... me to make a, a stealth check to see if I can get that off without him noticing or... We're trying to get it off without him noticing. You would need yes. a sleight of hand check. Okay, yes. Sleight of hand. <laughs> we wouldn't have had that wonderful scene of Hope fighting, an, uh, fighting a gelatinous cube by herself. Hey, <laughs> 11. Cool. Not great. What Not we're saying fantastic. is everyone has a role play type. <laughs> <laughs> and we know what Mars is. Yes. <laughs> so you... <laughs> Make your little gesture, and you see him kind of watch you do that and quirk an eyebrow a little bit. Interesting. He definitely saw you do it. Okay, cool. I would... 100%. All right. I would like to get my... I'm not staying on him, but just get a read on this guy. The first thing you get is magic interesting and then his thoughts begin to follow the words coming out of his mouth our forges as you see here are the most advanced and sophisticated in these depths uh, bringing the innate understanding of metallurgy possessed by our people to ever increasing heights what is that is i point at something random it, it's just completely following what he's saying because that's not usually 
people will will their thoughts will follow what they're saying, but usually there'll be something. Well, so it's okay. it's the sort it's the sort of thing where he's reciting a prepared speech. So yes. he's just spitting out from memory. Damn it. If yep. I interrupt I interrupt him though. Okay. What what that, that is do? one of our that is one of our smelting uh, apparatus. Fascinating. Door comes in from, you know, and he basically starts breaking down the rough operationals procedure of a smelter. Your smelters are of an impressive scale. You don't typically see them on that size on the surface. As they're having this conversation about the quality of smelters, uh-huh. it's dark down here, right? Um, so not entirely. Oh. I mean, you've got a, a there, there's not any particular illumination of any artificial nature, but there's a shit ton of molten metal and fire around. Okay. Yeah. So it would technically be dim light. It's, it's pretty much dim lighting almost everywhere. Yeah. To the two people that can't necessarily see in the dark, because I don't know what you leveled up. Mm-hmm. Um, so Elishard and Cora. Can now, but yes. I know. <laughs> yeah, he said I don't know. I right. know, I know. I said, but I know. <laughs> For the viewers' sake, I, yeah, basically, Cora just... and Elishard can now see in the dark up to 120 oh, feet. Elishard can't do that. Awesome. <laughs> yeah. Dude, thanks for ruining the fucking reveal. <laughs> Both of you. We are the worst. This is confirmed. <laughs> it is known. It is known. Have enough light. <laughs> yes, quite good. Yes, Thanks. there's plenty. Thank you. All right. <laughs> that's, uh, that's also why I explained it, because Elishard wasn't going to admit that he could see yet. <laughs> Cora thinks they just did admit it. <laughs> really clever thing. Sorry. Moving on. But even our simplest smith is capable of armoring feats undreamed of by others outside our caves of the capacity for craftsmanship beyond belief. Oh, I shall show you. Diamond's starting to kind of like, yeah, uh-huh. <laughs> and the bearers sort of are forming up behind you and kind of ushering everybody in Farid's wake. I am doing the same thing I did at the last place, just looking around to see if anything's... Not bolted down. Yeah. Just <laughs> interesting. That's, that's why Cole made the save too, because anything <laughs> um, you might not miss. I'm I'm gonna continue my, my investigation of inspecting how the general feel of the area is and anything that I could suss out that okay. might be of tactical relevance. Go ahead and give me an investigation check. This time let's not roll a natural one, shall we? Let's try. It's a two. And I'm doing my 14. same thing again. Shall I make my roll? Yeah, go ahead. Okay. Why not? It's 15. Um, as you both are looking around, um, it seems like everybody is very focused on what they're doing. Um, you don't see much in the way of guards, although there are some Dow supervising, but they're not in the traditional sort of armed and armored stance they seem to be more directing the flow of of labor ensuring that that the product is being produced in a in a timely and efficient fashion as you guys begin to follow Farid you come into more of a manufactory uh setting 
there are <clears throat> smiths and porters that are crafting the raw materials that originated only a couple hundred feet away in the smelters and have gone through the cooling and tempering processes and are now workable metal and they're crafting those into things. Um, things. Mostly armor from what you can see, although there is some weapon crafting going along as well as, as well as the normal sort of, you're seeing that there's, some level of of jewel uh, jewel crafting going on as well. Um, most of what's being made here doesn't seem to be the actual crafting of the plates of armor or the blades itself. This is the finishing yard where they're putting the gold wire, the gem set in the hilt, the gilding, that sort of thing <clears> is done. Where where all the where all the prettification is happening, more or less. So there's cut gems around. <laughs> Some. Oh no. So we missed the section where this the arms and armaments were actually hammered out. Yeah. Apparently, yes. Okay. Hmm. Um. Is it Dao-sized armor and weapons, or is this... Can it be dwarf-sized weapons? Uh, most of it does seem to be more medium creature-sized. Okay. Who are you selling these to? Who do you trade with? Oh, well, these particular shipments are uh, headed for one of the outer settlements where there's need for rearming of the, the guardsmen. We didn't pass any outer settlements on our way in. Are they hidden, or are these, or did we simply come a good way? Probably a bit of both. But yes, we do take pains to conceal as much as we possibly can. One attracts fewer threats that way. <laughs> There's some information we can take back. No. <laughs> I know you didn't, but in my head, Elishar just said that out loud. No, Elishar did not say that out loud. That it's was like me, the, the player. I'm going to make a note of that so I can tell some folks. It's just the blues. It's just the blues for the moment. That's a clue. <laughs> just a little paw print on like the side. Of that, like... <laughs> wait, wait. We're verifying whether or not this is a clue or just one of the out of the place that things in Blue's clothes that you assume should have been a clue. <laughs> um, so, to to someone who has lived in the Underdark, does that seem like this is specific information about how they do things, or is that just, you know, how everyone does it? Like, I mean, you know, you make arms and armor, and then you send it to the people. No, the, the part that we thought was important about concealment. Oh, well, nobody quite does concealment like drow, obviously. Okay. Um, Fair. Right. But, I mean, the, the idea of having a settlement or, or a, a stronghold in an area where it can exert influence on the, the local region but is not clearly evident is kind of standard Underdark tactics. Uh, I was going to say, because I feel like I just wanted to clarify that from from the perspective of mm-hmm. me, that that's not something that's necessarily going to be unique to the Dow. that's more like mm. how yeah. you would do settlements mm-hmm. yeah yep cool hide them i really want zoe to be like 
I mean, everybody knows that. <laughs> I don't say anything. I know, man. Drink it. <laughs> so, Cole, and Cole, yes, there are there are precious metals and gems around, but all of them are always currently be in the process yeah. of being handled. They're not yeah, just like yeah, yeah, yeah. drawers or anything. Yeah. yeah. That that other wisdom save was when there was a bunch of uncut uncut stuff still. <laughs> still, still There's in- not I guess. It's just a chest of diamonds over there, wide open, just diamonds spilling out of it. (laughs) (laughs) Ah, But did you wish to uh, take a bit of time and observe the craftsmen at work? Yes, I would. I'm very interested in, I noticed when we got captured by your guards that you were doing magic. And I'm really interested in the application of that to arms and armaments and and just applying it to physical crafting. Well, by all means, take a moment and observe. Thank you. I will step forward. (laughs) (laughs) And uh... directly in front of you, Mm -hmm. there is a... Dao currently engaged in finishing a, what what appears to be a breastplate. Okay. Um, it's definitely still glowing with heat to an extent, and is in the process of being. It looks like it was it was a rough form, mm-hmm. and then they're f- doing the finishing process here. There's a num- there's a there's a Duragar and an orc also working alongside this Dao, but he is obviously the the master craftsman here mm-hmm. who's who's engaged in, in finishing this piece. And he's doing most of it barehanded, just with these big rocky hands that are moving with a surprising amount of dexterity and, and, and finesse as he's sort of manhandling this chunk of metal into shape while adding uh, a gold gold trim to it. Mm-hmm. And then... Uh, one of one of his his assistants will bring over like a clasp or a hinge or something or a fastener, and he'll have they'll be holding it with tongs and put it in place, and he'll grab a hammer and just pound it in to finish the rivets or something like that. And he's just going, he's pretty much just working like a machine, getting mm-hmm. this thing done. Yep, I have a question because I was not here last week, and some spells were cast, and like they know that we are warlocks. Yeah. Um, from my observation and um, like how they reacted to things, mm-hmm. does it seem like because the drow had a, a not a ton, but like more magic than I saw on the surface ever? Yeah. Um, does it seem like I'm wondering how um, if I cast things? how besides the obvious effects how recognizable would they be to like Fareed basically um, recognize what I'm casting based on you, no, you that's magic you think probably not you think they can recognize it as magic okay. all of the sort of more or less supernatural stuff that you've seen the Dow do mm-hmm. they do it by interacting directly with the terrain okay cool <clears throat> And you feel like what the, the things they can do are based on their nature as elemental beings with a great affinity for this specific part of reality. They're, right. not, they're not sitting there waving their hands and mur- murmuring to themselves in order to do it. They just right. do it. I love it. Okay. 
Um, then may I? I want to cast something to see. I'm trying to learn as much as I can here so we can know more about you and Diamond and where she came from. Do you need space? Yes. He'll he'll have everybody take take like <laughs> everybody take like two steps back and there's a little like space around you right now. I cast a check magic. I figured. <laughs> I'm just curious if there's anything. Everything lights up. Wow. Each of the armor pieces that you can see has at least some level of small enchantment to it. <clears throat> okay. Um, can I tell what the enchantments are? Because with the tech magic, I do know the school of magic. It's a weird abjuration. Okay. Not the normal stuff that you may have seen or anything that you've you've picked up before. Okay. Um, abjurate, okay. You say it's all around. Does it feel like an innate thing that the Dow are kind of imbuing this with, or does it seem like there might be something else that they're doing in places it, where we can't see? It, it seems like it's something that is just by the nature of the fact that the Dow are making this, there's some level of that imbued to okay. it directly as a consequence. Okay, cool. All right. I will concentrate on that as I lower my hands and I'm done. <laughs> so Excellent. I'm done dramatic magic. He kind of <laughs> gives you a nod like, okay, well, that was anticlimactic. <laughs> <laughs> um, I go toward him. Does he have anything? Does he, is he giving off any auras or not? Um, other than the aura that he has of being just a magical-esque creature in and of mm -hmm. himself, not particularly. Okay. You don't see anything focused around any, like, anything he's wearing, anything he's <clears throat> carrying, nothing like that. Okay. And the workers as well? Nothing specific on nope. them? Nope. Everything's okay. very bog standard about them. Okay. Cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, the only things that are registering as magic to you are the items that are being produced and the Tao themselves that are okay. around you. And, of course, your friends. Yep. I have a question. Yes. Is there a bottom Have you guys that you guys have reached? Have you... I've lived my entire life on the surface, and this is, this is the farthest down... Well, if one descends far enough, yes, one will eventually reach the outer edge. The drow does not snicker at the <laughs> clearly. <laughs> do do I have an approximate idea of how deep the outer edge is on at, at, in the undergrass? You have no fucking clue. No one has any clue. Yeah, like he. he Cole knows that there's the outer edge and assumed that it went it eventually <laughs> ended just yep. mm -hmm. yeah. mm -hmm. approximately how deep is the outer edge in the undergrass? Oh, many leagues. Mm -hmm. Interesting. Place is much deeper than it is wide, apparently. If you are speaking of the stone that makes up our world, then you would be correct. It tapers to a point near the lower element. 
Some people think it's a, cer- a sphere, but that's just nonsense. <laughs> it is. It is. It is empirically not. No. All right. I'm going to just put this on Twitter. Well, there's 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 an edge to fall off of on on the on the surface. It's quite clearly not a sphere. Not a sphere. Conflux is a jagged dagger. <laughs> it's a kinda. Hmm. This is like the question of if, if Minecraft can be spherical given it's made of cubes, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just imagining like you get to a point where you're digging like you're like you're in one of the jagged parts on the outer edge, but underground. So you're digging up but out into the into like a into like a, a, a hook on the outer side. And you're just expecting to find more ground above you and there's suddenly nothing. <laughs> I'm wondering if anyone's tried to do that because I'm an academic and this is get, get someone to take me down further. Just just as a as a general world building question because I've never actually been able to picture it. What does the outside of Conflux look like to us? In profile, it would look like that. Like I I mean descriptively for both myself and the people that are listening. Like, <laughs> When you stand on the edge of Conflux and look out, what do you see? Like a flat white void, I believe. You see Nothingness. No, you see a vaguely purplish but mostly black space. It's terrible. But if you're with careful, stars and shit. If you're not careful, looks back into you. Uh, yes. Yes. So it's so it's that. so it's I have always assumed that the outside of Conflux is roughly where all of the brain mind stuff is like is in space in other D&D settings. Yeah. I just assume Conflux is dark city and and leave it at that. So <laughs> so it's 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 space but around us rather than above us and only visible at night. Right. Exactly. Okay. Yep. It's not like yep. there's just a sudden hard cutoff and it's just whiteness or something. No. Okay. No. As as far as anyone can tell, Conflux is a vaguely conical shaped piece of rock floating in Second, a void. Secondary question on that topic, actually. Does the sun orbit us? You don't know. Yeah. You don't, you're not an astronomer. Has anyone ever sat at the edge of Conflux and watched the sun? <laughs> Just watch, yeah. just watch the sun go down. It's just a party goal. We're all going to go to the edge of conflict and watch the sun. Just watch the sun go down and see if it just orbits around the bottom. <laughs> have to find the one place that hasn't been corrupted by capitalism. As as nice. <laughs> as the players were like, you know, Jack, you've got this great game thing going on, but we just really want to get into the metaphysics of this, and that's where we're taking. See, this Jack, part. Jack, this well, is how, this is how it feels when people kept asking what happens if you jumped into the abyss and began terror. <laughs> Oh, it's very. Uh, you guys know very well what happens when you jump into the abyss in Conflux. There's, there's literally a capital punishment called voiding, where they take you to the edge and they throw you the fuck off. <laughs> Bye. Generally reserved for the most heinous of criminals, like us. Not yet. Not yet. <laughs> Not done that much. We're getting there. 
Give it I'm time. I'm saying, yeah, can time. we build a vo- can we build? I have not done that much. Can we build something that makes throwing people into the void more efficient, like a guillotine, but for voiding? It's called a catapult. <laughs> <laughs> or a trebuchet. I'm pretty sure it's called a trebuchet. And yeah, you just load them up in there, stack them sideways like firewood. and then <laughs> Everyone get... That's not a guillotine, because the joke of the guillotine is that it was terribly inefficient. <laughs> it didn't always kill people, which is why... It didn't work for its. Sorry, this is a very interesting part of political theory and history. Yes, I love it. I also like the idea that we're having this metaphysical conversation in front of Fareed. After his question, trebuchet. Anyways, trebuchets. <laughs> well, a trebuchet would be a thing that wouldn't exist in Conflux either yet, because there's no need for it. So right. we'd be inventing oh, yeah. new things. <laughs> guy in Red Dead Two that's like so humane, <laughs> so humane. Yeah, As you throw them into the void. <laughs> Just get everyone anyway. in the bag, fling it. <laughs> anyway, anyway, you guys are eventually escorted back to the Palanquins. Yes. Wait, that was great. Jinx, Jinx sits on the palanquin with Elishard. Okay. Mm-hmm. And occasionally, what makes fart noises? <laughs> Don't suggest. <laughs> no. Okay. Not yet. If Elishard was a less serious individual, I would have cast mirror image, so it would look like there are three of me on the palanquin, <laughs> or four of me on the palanquin. But I'm not. Excuse me. You guys, avenge, uh, you guys are taken away from the uh, the forges and the and the smelters, and take a slightly circuitous route through the fire and the flames. We carry on. Sure, that's the name um, of my dad's place. <laughs> and eventually come to the other side of the city. Uh, this seems to be more or less the opposite edge of the area that you guys had approached from. Um, but you are taken out a side gate and a low gradual descent is taken as you guys proceed into a slightly deeper chamber. The air is quiet, but eventually becomes damp, misty with moisture. And the palanquins come around a bend into a more or less pitch black area where all of you can see, apparently. Yes. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> hey, DM. You're uh, goddamn right. Fareed uh, taps on the uh, this side of the palanquin and the bearers light some torches that are entirely superfluous, but they don't know that. And I don't let them know. (laughs) Not entirely. We can see colors now. Yeah. I mean, that's fair. And you see spreading out in front of you fungus farms. You see laborers pushing organic matter into beds where the mushrooms are growing. Occasionally you see a section of one of them carrying a section of a mushroom cap and shaking spores out over these prepared areas. Comparatively few laborers to the other one, 
effects uh, other places that you have seen. This is a a, a lower impact, <coughs> less uh, less labor intensive area. It seems mushrooms do tend to be pretty hardy. These gardens grow the food that sustains our workers primarily. Dow, of course, need not eat food to maintain our prosperity, although we occasionally do so for entertainment and leisure. Well-fed workforce is in the best interest of all, so we devote a great deal of attention to ensuring the sustainability of our labor caste. Here you will see them bringing in, ah, yes, another shipment. And it's just this brown-gray kind of slurry that has a truly fantastic odor to it as a wagon is pulled by a rope. Um, and then several laborers, several slaves come up. Uh, most of them are shirtless, just, you know, and you can tell from the humidity in here and the overall warmth, this is probably not the most com- physically comfortable place to work. Although it doesn't seem too dangerous, of course. And just shoveling this peat kind of substrates into another slightly excavated trench and then preparing it for for agriculture great which is when you hear a trumpet and another palanquin pulls up comes up behind you with the malik sitting in it. Ah, you've made it to the farm. Fantastic. Well, no. And he literally kind of just vaults out and the bearers kind of stumble a little bit as he completely overbalances his palanquin and strides up to all of you. So what have you seen so far? Uh, The mines and the smithies thus far before we reach this place. Yes, well, fantastic. Are they not? Very extensive. Quite productive. Very proud. Very proud of those. Much larger scale than we're used to on the surface. Indeed. Well, the surface has uh, <laughs> space is a bit more of a... Well, it's harder to come by. It's a bit of a premium, yes. Excellent. Fuck. So, any, uh, any thoughts? Can I take some mushrooms with me? Of course, yes. Uh, Fareed, have them prepare... Something. Mm. <laughs> Something. Something. I don't fucking know. <laughs> Give the girl her mushrooms. <laughs> Fareed gives a little bit of a nod and a slightly forced smile, of course. <laughs> and uh, sort of drifts off. So did everyone sleep well? I hope it was comfortable. I realize it was a bit of a, a bit of short notice, as they say, but... Uh, uh, we slept really good. How about Quite you, Dad? Well. How are you? Yeah. Oh, I've had a very trying morning, but uh, now now there's a bit more time to investigate and see something a bit more entertaining, I believe. You're, so. you're just constantly reinforcing my image of these two as the Malik is Robert Baratheon and the Major Domo is Ned Stark. <laughs> I mean, from that, I got Zap Brannigan and Kith. Like, I'm just, I'm, I'm, like I've just got... The Malik shits and the Major Domo wipes in my head. Right? <laughs> I mean, there is no difference between those two those two representations, yeah. Cody. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> I see. I went for Yu-Gi-Oh because I always go for you because you're you. <laughs> I'm gonna wait until uh, the Major Domo comes back 
sort of like he looks like he's coming back. And then I'm going to do it again. He okay. has a second spell. <laughs> Let's do it. <laughs> All right. Uh, um, detect I'm not going to try, try and hide it this time. They don't know what I'm doing. And I crouch down and look at mushrooms and cast something. Oh, careful that she's she's casting magic. She's she's oh. the best at casting magic. <laughs> also, Good to know. I would I, I would argue it's more like Robert Baratheon and and at least based off the vibes that I've been getting off this fucker and Littlefinger. Yeah, he doesn't yeah. he doesn't speak in a permanent whisper though. So no, no but he's a, but he's also far more likely to have us murdered in an alleyway than Ned Stark. Little Littlefinger doesn't but speak in a permanent whisper. It's very more, more serious character. No, no, Littlefinger is constantly. I sound like I've been smoking all day, and it's just a whisper that you hear me speaking. I mean, that's just Aiden Gillen. <laughs> anyway. So what are you casting there, really? Tech thoughts. Okay. And I want to sort of bounce back and forth between those two, especially now that Fareed is not giving his spiel. Okay. Well, Fareed's coming back just... Well, we'll see how long this lasts. I'm sure something is going to go terribly wrong any moment now, but that will at least clear things up a bit, and then we can get on with things, and we won't have to worry about all the nonsense anymore. Uh, yes. <laughs> Ikram, Ikram, Ikram is more along the lines of, I hope everything's going well. I'm so glad to be out of the palace. We're going <laughs> barracks next, and the barracks are the, definitely the most interesting part of the tour. What was, and they're going... What? Farid told us it was very, there were difficult paperwork that you were caught up in. Oh, yes, a lot of logistics and nonsense and, you know. Can, when I ask that question, that does sort he of thing. ping, when I'm listening in on him, does that ping anything about what he was doing? Because that was my intention. It, um, it seems like there was a lot of royal ordinances of, yes, move these supplies there because that's where they're needed. But for some reason, they need my signature for it rather than just doing what we obviously need to do, you know, sort (laughs) of thing, right? And Uh by all means, send the royal dispensation to expand said mine into the vein of very wealthy ore that you already found. Just do it, for Christ's sake. Mm -hmm. Okay. And my other question on this is, do I get any sort of difference in his internal monologue versus how he's portraying himself? Or does um, it like- he's, he's a little more cynical and grouchy. On the- <clears throat> okay. <laughs> Wonderful. I feel like he's, he's trying to look on the bright side of things currently, probably for Diamond's benefit. Beautiful. Ra- rather, rather than, you don't know if he would, he's necessarily the sort of individual that throws a royal tantrum, <clears throat> but you know, there's, there's, there's definitely capacity for, you know what? I've had a bad day. Let's murder something, you know? Yeah. Um, <laughs> Cool. Oh, there's nothing to murder? Let's murder someone then. Um, yeah. All right. That That's me. That's what I'm doing. <laughs> okay. But uh, yes, a an assortment of <clears throat> edible shrooms is brought back and presented for Diamond's approval. Hmm. <laughs> yeah. The black ones are the best. Hmm. Or in my pocket. <laughs> I, yeah how many do how many do they have oh it's like it's like a, a 
in 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 your dimensions, a small tableful. Awesome. There, uh, there, there are several pounds of various types of fresh mushrooms. We are and just like kind of whisper to Cole, like we are going to have so many mushrooms growing at Hawkhead. Uh, um, oh. Yeah, that kind of definitely takes one of those, eats it, just like this is really tasty. Uh, yeah, we'll just uh, we'll take these with us. Fantastic. Well, let's uh, let's proceed to the next uh, next and final stop. I'm sorry I had to miss so much of the preceding manner, but I'm sure you were in very good hands. Looks at Farid, who bows and nods. And you guys get back on your palanquins and you move through uh, the fungus farm back towards the city. Man, that place was like a party. There was a lot of fun guys. Cold grown. Back towards the city. <laughs> <laughs> you know, Elishard, back on his solo palanquin, is. <laughs> no, no, you got mushrooms back there now. <laughs> you know, you people don't live here in Portland, so you don't, you can't actually feel the disdain <laughs> that I can feel actually radiating from across the city. I just right. like to think that Jeremy <laughs> just looks over and one of his walls just turns purple for some reason. <laughs> <laughs> Like, oh, somebody said a pun and Aaron could hear it. <laughs> I was very politely ignoring it. Very well done. Your tact is valued. Um, but back into the city in a separate sector from any that you visited before. And you can start to hear the periodic shouts. It sounds like some sort of individual barking commands of some sort. And as you wind through the streets, you eventually come to a, a squat sort of fortification. And going through the gate, uh, you can see a number of individuals going through, it looks like it, several complete squadrons of soldiers proceeding on a training regimen. So three-line formation, rows of uh, shield and spear bearers in the front, uh, and a line of crossbowmen behind them. Mostly Durgar, orcs, orags, primarily. Just someone shouting cadence in the distance. Pretty much, yeah. Left, left. And oh. but but the and the the squadrons are sort of performing in response as the the barked commands come down, where the front line kneels, brings up the 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 shield to form a barrier, and thrusts with the spear as the others uh, behind them lay shields over top and alternate, and then step to one side for a gap where the crossbowmen, who are not shooting the live ammunition, but step forward and you can see them basically go through the method of we would fire at this point and then drop back. They begin their reload process as the spearmen repeat. <clears throat> and it looks like basically just a, a, a horrible meat grinder to go up against. So at this point, I'm trying to see any, I'm trying to. I'm, I'm looking for any information that might have been, not necessarily left out, but left in such a place that no one would expect the people who require light to see to be able to see. 
now that I've got my 120 feet of dark, of dark vision. Um, so the area is actually already vaguely dimly lit. Yeah. Um, there doesn't seem to be much reliance on concealing things via darkness. Okay. Which to your investigator mind kind of makes sense because most things that live down here can see in the dark just fine. Yeah. Um, the, the idea that, you know, oh, we're going to have surfacers better turn off the lights doesn't <laughs> seem to really be a enough yeah. of a commonplace arrangement that they have anything in place for them. I was more thinking of the, the oh, we're going to have surfacers, oh, we're going to have surfacers, uh, well, we're not going to worry too much about these things because either they're too stupid to read or they just won't be able to see it. Like, the thing, the things that aren't wouldn't necessarily be like top secret information, but isn't things they want us snooping about, but they assume we're not going to be able to because we're on the tour. And this was a last minute surprise tour, so I imagine not everything yeah. got packed up properly. Yeah, no, uh, nothing. You don't see anything. You haven't seen anything the entire time that looks like, oh, we're specifically concealing this. Okay. Now, granted, you were taken on a tour that was more or less probably based on the interaction and personal dynamics that you've seen, probably planned and designed by Farid. Okay. So if anybody is suspicious of you, it's the guy who decided where you were going to be yeah. the entire day. <laughs> so you, you have a feeling that you probably, if there was anything to see, it was definitely well away from the path that you guys were taking. Okay. You never learn anything useful on an official tour. <laughs> <laughs> and Fareed kind of points out at the squadron who at this point uh, has stopped and immediately goes into a full formal salute given that their sovereign has put in an appearance. And he's kind of walking up and down seeing how things are. <laughs> This is one of the training barracks for our guards. Not are they only are they armed and armored with the best, but our regiment of leaders maintains top condition fighting forces, as you can see. Constant training and discipline. We are more than capable of standing against any threat that may arise. Are all of these to fifty feral hogs? <laughs> are all of are all of these slaves? <laughs> they do seem to be. Okay. I regret nothing. <laughs> We know, and that's why we're sad. Um, I'm not sad. I'm laughing. I, I know you're not. <laughs> I'm very politely ignoring all of this. <laughs> I will set the I will set this battalion on the thirty to fifty feral hogs in my backyard where my children are playing. <laughs> you do not see any small children playing. Okay. Nor has it been three to five minutes. <laughs> But we do have the hogs, right? We do. We definitely have the hogs. Yes. There are definitely yeah. four. Yeah, we're here. So right, yeah. <laughs> Seven warlocks are roughly the equivalent of 30 to 50 feral hogs. <laughs> yeah. I still have major image. I could make a whole bunch. Yeah, you could. <laughs> um... <laughs> oh, no, ambush. Hogs. <laughs> oh, this is going on too long. <laughs> Oh, just gonna burn. Just wanna watch the city burn. Uh, We're not summoning anyway. many swarms of hogs with our high level spells. <laughs> Thirty to fifty feral hogs take out the entire city. 
okay. we all figure out some way to get summon woodland we, creatures. We, we don't, yeah. they, they don't have guns. They can't possibly deal with them. Um, but yes, no. I, all of the all of the the soldiers and guardsmen that you see, uh, even those that are clearly uh, in command positions and that sort of thing, are wearing the collar and the armbands. Oh. cool. I forgot what I was going to do. I was laughing too hard. <laughs> and that's why I can let you guys digress yourselves because <laughs> we fuck ourselves over. Uh -huh, uh -huh. <laughs> Legit. What oh, did yeah. I about to do? I left too um, are, Does it seem like we're getting? Does it seem like are have are we getting out of the palanquins to to inspect the barracks or whatever? Um, or is it like I, more of a drive by? It's more of a stop in. Um, and but yeah, no, you can get out if you want. The king did. Hmm? Okay, yeah, yeah. If, if it, and, it, and, and Farid has sort of stepped down to sort of pontificate. Mm. Mm -hmm. Um, I'll get down. Yeah, if, if it seems like people are getting down, I'm not going to lead the way. But if if other people are getting down before I get out of the pound game, I'm going to cast tongues on myself. Okay. Uh, and I'm just listening for any. I'm listening for chatter. I'm not paying uh, attention to the tour. I'm I'm right. listening for the 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 actual people, the actual soldiers here chatting and seeing if there's any interesting topics that are being discussed other than us. Somewhat unsurprisingly, when the commander in chief is present, idle conversation is entirely suspended. Yeah. Uh, Literally everybody is at attention in assembly line uh basically and you know just we are the blade machines that murder the things when this guy says murder the things. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it lasts for an hour, so I'm just going to keep listening out mm -hmm, for mm -hmm, as he mm -hmm. leaves or anything anything we pass by. Yep. Um, as uh, the Malik sort of steps away from <clears throat> the, the lines of, of armsmen and comes back towards uh, the, the tour group, um, there's just a a quick command of retire and they turn in formation and start marching in unison back away out of the training yard towards what is presumably the barracks or the armory or something to, you know, conclude or what have you. Mm. <clears throat> Guys get into a lot of fights down here. Many sorts of things can be problematic down here. You've got drow assassins. You've got tribes of wandering troglodytes. You've got purple worms. You've got, oh, you name it, it's down here. Troglodytes. <laughs> it's a big, scaly, stinky thing. They, they, they like clubs and axes and they smell terrible and sometimes like to just, they like to charge in and just eat anything they can find. Hmm. Has there been a dragon sighted anywhere in the undergrass? Uh, nope. I'm sitting here trying to think of the difference between troglodytes and the warders at this point. And... <laughs> <laughs> um... <laughs> 
awkward big man laugh. Any more questions? <laughs> oh no, it, very genuine big man laugh. Mm. Oh, but it seems it seems like it seems like dragons have truly been eliminated from well for now until the game brings one back. But dragons haven't been seen on the surface in many centuries, and it seems like they're already down here either. Well. I've heard the stories of dragons and that sort of thing. Uh, you'll find the occasional small drake uh, down here, but I believe that uh, it's, a, it's a little too tight of quarters and not enough to sustain them, would be my guess. Wouldn't you say so, Fareed? Hmm? Uh, that, that is the opinion of the scholars, Your Majesty. Hmm? Scholars. Uh, <clears throat> Fareed is a bad mood. That's something we were actually wanting to look into while we were helping Diamond with her with her uh, quest. Dragons? But not dragons, but oh. other things that might be down here that we have forgotten up on the surface. Um, <clears throat> the library? Or did, did we decide? Because I don't <laughs> remember. Did we decide? a specific plan to ask about an, uh, the, uh, the relic? Plan. Yeah, if, the fan ticket. Ferelia wants to do that or not is obviously up to her, but we yeah, that was something we would ask. About. Okay, yeah, I think I'll ask at this point. Um, the fey antiquities were something we've we've heard of, but have been lost for centuries. I was wondering if you had if if you scholars here, I I would be delighted to read any of your research papers. <laughs> <clears throat> <laughs> what college did you go to back on the surface, young one? Vascone. I thought so. <laughs> we do have records, of course, and if there's anything helpful in there that might assist Diamond with the game and that sort of thing, I we might be able to, to see. It's uh, unfortunately not well organized, but, uh, well, for, for Reed, should we? Yes, uh, let's let's set them up with, uh, with a brief visit there once we get back to the palace. Hmm. If you think it best, absolutely. I loved the expression of him trying to figure out, she's talking like a Vascone scholar here. It's like, <laughs> certain. <laughs> this is really a vibrant thought of an unorganized library. Yes, I'm very excited. <laughs> I would love to. Anytime I can get there. Excellent. Well, uh, we shall have Abena give you a little bit of a, a look around then. We, we don't need to derail the whole tour. If it was going to continue on into anything, I would just like to take a look. Well, I was going to see if any of you wanted to go about with one of the guards, but uh, if that's, if you're, if you're feeling a bit more bookish, then perhaps, uh, hmm. And he just sort of... Am I, am, I, am I interpreting that correctly as in a fight with the guards? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Oh, I want to get into a fight with the guards. I look over at Woten and Diamond. <laughs> Shrug. Do we want to? Do we want to do another round? I look over at Diamond. Uh, sh sure, sh sure. 
this is this is how Dao do, right? They 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 test martial prowess. Yes, absolutely. It won't be me, of course, so it'll be one-on-ones. <laughs> Okie dokie. Why not? Sure. Sounds fine. Very I've good. Got some recently acquired capacity I've been meaning to test out anyway. Yeah. <laughs> Fantastic. Well, let's see what you've got then, hey? Hmm? Uh, send out the... Uh, send out the... Well, how many... How many of you? Just the two? Three? Uh, two? Uh, oh. Research. <laughs> so, Elishar, Diamond, Wotan, Cole? Yeah. Anyone else? All right. Okay. All right. Let me pull something up then. And, yeah, Aurelia's trying very desperately to get away to the library because there's a library here. No one told me there was a library. How dare you keep this information about information from me? Yes. <laughs> Cora, Basically. Could you come with? Uh, well, it, it does seem like the entire group is being kept here for the bouts. <laughs> I want to watch these fights happen, so I'm not interceding. I, I but I want to watch. I'm actually feeling a little bit ill from all of the mushrooms. <laughs> I will gently place a hand on Aurelia's shoulder. And I don't really care if they hear, but I am saying it quite quietly. I know you have your preferences, but why may not let the rest of our party engage in their her joys, and then we can move on to your more practical desires. I was trying to get away so that I could have a little bit more time researching. I'm assuming that I'm assuming that's tele- telepathy. Yes, yes, it is. I mean, the telepathy was yep. done. Mm-hmm. I'm sure here they can find in somewhere for us to sit as we watch, if you would like me to ask. Yes. And then to uh, whoever seems to be organizing where we go at so, at this point. Um, uh, pardon me. For those of us that will be watching, is it possible? Are there benches or somewhere we might sit? Of course. And... Uh, Farid uh, gets some of the soldiers together and they sort of drag out uh, some some chairs and benches. And I'm camp. so glad that's how that went because so, I was thinking, get some of the soldiers together and have them get on their hands and knees so you can sit on them like a bench. <laughs> Hell no. <laughs> um is I'm assuming because there are there are so many soldiers here that are that were practicing. Is this sort of like an open air courtyard for Yeah, pretty much. Okay. Just making sure. Yes, you can cast coal lightning. <laughs> yeah, but <laughs> don't want to kill them. Just practice. Practice. Yeah, practice magic. <laughs> <laughs> yes, practice. <laughs> Blight. One way to hang of the lightning bolts. I did take that. <laughs> oh, God. You did take that, didn't you? Mm. So did I. 
Hey. I also took Eldritch Smite, and I really want to smack somebody with it. <laughs> oh, okay. All right, then. Well, let's see how this goes. So, <clears throat> let me get you guys on. Oh, you're already on the fight. I'm going to have to not transform for this fight, because if I transform and knock them out, my symbiote will want to eat them. <laughs> I mean, that is true. Yeah, that's true. Symbiote will like want to do, do that. that. Yep. And that sounds like a fantastic idea. <laughs> okay. So, you guys are all matched up with a uh, number of opponents, and uh, Elishard goes up against uh, a spearman. Um, Cole, you're matched up against uh, somebody with, uh, with swords. Uh, on on both their their hips, uh, Wotan. There's a spearman for you as well, and Diamond. As you sort of step up, there's a movement as Fareed leans over and whispers something to your father, and he says, "Ah, yes. Hmm. Send him out." <laughs> no, goddammit. And. <laughs> A Duragar cool, cool, cool. with a shield on one arm and spinning a war pick in the other squares up against you. They all drop into a defensive posture and give you a nod. And let's have some initiative. Oh, <laughs> poor guys. <laughs> poor people. <laughs> None. <laughs> do, do, do. You have no initiative whatsoever. I have no initiative. Diamond's like, oh, we're going now. Wait, oh, wait, <laughs> wait. I was get, wait. I'm not getting. I'm, re I'm getting ready. I'm getting ready. I wasn't ready. I wasn't ready. <laughs> All right. So Wooten. Whoops. God oh, damn God. it. There we go. Yes, you can take the turn. Chuck her away. Yep. <laughs> So, Wotan, you get to start off. So, Wotan just kind of steps forward. His axe is still on his belt. He hasn't pulled it out. And he sort of looks across at the spearman. Uh, fair warning, that shield's not going to help. And he sort of looks, sort of closes his eyes for a minute as sort of a wind kicks up around him as the compass on his chest begins to spin rapidly in all directions. As there's the sound of rolling thunder as a cloud appears above in the in the sky and is sort of Lightning sort of faintly arcs out of his one open eye socket. He just brings a hand up, clenches a fist, and pulls it down. The Durgar, admirably enough, doesn't immediately shit his pants. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, what's he need to make? That's uh, a dexterity saving throw. Oh. DC 15. Oh. Only one for the extra damage, but... <laughs> he rolls a 17. So he takes half. Half of 27. Half of 27, so he, 13. He manages, he manages to try and duck out of the way. <laughs> yep. Mm -hmm. All right. Cole. Uh, so I'm going to, Cole's going to cast a uh, spiritual weapon and that same chain wraps around his wrist and comes out, except that at the end, instead of a claw, it's just a, a uh, a bludgeon. Okay. He's not trying to kill these people. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so there's that. And 
12. 12, 12 is a miss. Hmm. All right. Yep. Uh, and then main action is going to be Eldritch Blast. Okay. Uh, <laughs> to go. 24 hits. Four and 16. Oh. 16 misses. Points of force damage. Eight points of force damage. All right. So yeah, you swing out with that spiritual weapon. The sh- the uh, the the uh, the the blade comes around and just parries it to the side real quick. And then that eldritch blast comes in, catches him into the chest, and then he manages to duck out of the way of the third one. And I pull out my death kiss dagger. Okay. All of it. All of it. Elishar. <laughs> Uh, looking across at the judging, judging what what am I fighting? Uh, it's a spearman, but it's a uh, like yep, Durgar, Durgar. Okay. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I'll Durgar. The uh, yeah, the ring on my left hand starts to glow as the as again the the outer shell of Elishard begins to peel away from the left arm. Mm-hmm. I just want to apologize in advance. Uh, and I and uh, hold my arm out as these black tendrils of shadow erupt forth towards him as I cast Blight. Okay. Oh, God. He's made a constitution saving throw. All right. What's your DC? 16. He rolled an 8. Oh, God. For 44 necrotic damage. Uh, Holy shit. Did you just kill... Yeah. You just killed him. So... The black energy slams into this Durgar who tries to get his shield up in time and it just washes over it and lashing against him and you see the skin get sallower, even paler than their normal gray and the flesh sort of tightened across the bones a little bit and he is literally struggling to stay on his feet as we speak. As as the tendrils whip back and he's still standing, you should probably forfeit. Oh my god. <laughs> and this is All where he right. casts power word death. <laughs> <laughs> and murders the shit out of you. No. Um So Diamond, your opponent kind of shrugs his shoulders a little bit. And you see him eye the the Durgar on his left. <laughs> and he spins the war pick in his hand mm-hmm. and just roars. Ah! And then just comes tearing over the open ground towards you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and as he does so, his size begins to swell. And he grows larger and larger. Dope. <clears throat> As the others begin to do the exact same thing. Cool, 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 cool. So we are going to start at the top. Woten. Oh, poor friend. You made yourself a bigger target. He says as he brings his hand up again and just pulls down another no, bolt. No, no. You are receiving attacks. Currently. Okay, sorry. <laughs> we can start at the top. Yep. <laughs> Phrase it. Start at the top. <laughs> yep. All right. So, uh, um, what's your AC currently? Uh, 14. 14. So a 13 misses you. Yep. 
A 17 hits you, however. You suffer 10 slashing damage. Okay. Oh, and then there's a crit. <laughs> that's um, probably where the that's probably where he'll use the tomb. Okay. So you t- but you only take um Oh wow. Um let's see. 8 plus 5 plus 8 is 16. 21. 21 <clears throat> damage on that one. Yeah, so this definitely using the tomb there. Okay. So that's when you activate Tumulavistus and you're just ice cubed. Cole. Yep. What's your AC? 14. Okay. Natural one. Uh, Second attack hits you for eight. Okay. And you said it's 14? Yes. Third one misses you. Uh, Elishard, what's your AC currently? Oh, my guy's still fighting. Oh, yeah. Well, in that case, I don't feel bad about transforming on him. Uh, 12 at the moment. Okay. I gave him a chance to surrender. Uh, so second attack hits you for 11. Okay. Uh, yeah, I'll use my reaction to transform. Okay. Third attack hits you for eight. Uh, you can go so, ahead and give me an insight check so if you want. The, the third, I I would use my trans, I use my ability to transform on the second attack, so my AC would be higher for the third attack. Uh, Twenty four still hits you, I assume. Yeah, which let me. Okay. Okay. <laughs> yep. Take second. that eight, motherfucker. Okay. <laughs> insight, you said. Yep. And go ahead and give me an insight check. Eight. Hard to tell, but you get the idea roughly that. Um, the king and his major domo are here. I die, but I don't surrender. Gotcha. Okay. Uh, meanwhile. Great. <laughs> diamond. Mm-hmm. Um, what was the damage from the third attack? Eight. Mm-hmm. Okay. What's your AC? Twelve. Twelve? Okay. So the first attack hits you for 13 piercing damage as this I, war pick comes in and just jams into you. Actually, uh, I'm going to go ahead and... Yeah, so it hits me for how much damage? Uh, 13. 13, excellent. And I'm going to hellish rebuke him. Okay. That from a friend. Uh, that's, he's, he's a dexterity 15 saving throw and take 20 points of damage. Okay. Or 10 on half. He rolls a natural one. Yeah, take that 20 points damage. Okay. So that puts him at that much. Okay. And second attack. Does an 11 hit you? No. Okay. So he misses his second one. And it's your turn. Does he only have two attacks? Currently. Oh. Kidoki, cool. I'm not gonna look a horse in the mouth. Um, <clears throat> Diamond's gonna swing through a storm. That is a miss. You yeah. bring it across, and he just bashes it away with his shield. And again, another miss. Damn, you can't get through this this guard that he has up currently. Okie dokie. Uh. 
Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. All right. Now it's back to Woten's turn. Which I do. Yeah, yeah. Which I then stand there for my turn as I'm covered in ice. Okay. Ice melts away towards the end, and that's it. Cole. Spiritual weapon swings around. That hits. Uh, We're that's level four. Doesn't really change the damage too much. Oh, 20 points of damage. Okay, nice. It only, you know, doubles the damage. Yeah. <laughs> and then uh, swing out with the Death Kiss Dagger. Okay. 25. That's a hit as well. Uh, so close. Max damage. Nice. Fuck yeah. I have a question at this point in time. Yes. Uh, we have been sitting on palanquins going between different places. Mm-hmm. Have, are, are the journeys between the different spots long enough for me to have gotten a short rest in between the last time I cast? Not between the last time you cast, because the last time you cast was uh, in the gardens. Yeah, yes, so. Uh-huh. But between the first time? Would that uh, you could probably have the first one back, yeah. Okay, so I have one spell. I think mm-hmm. I in chat, uh, distracting Aurelia if she seems really anxious to get to the next thing. I am getting anxious as Elishard is changing into something. I would like to try cast a spell in Elishard. Oh, okay. Uh, I think this works because I think he counts as a... a I don't know exactly what it counts as. A creature. Um, okay. Aurelia is going to get me killed. Uh, <laughs> No, I don't think they'll kill you. I, <laughs> you did, you saw them you. swell up in berserker mode. Yes. Also, you. I'm going to cast it. Okay. You have to make a wisdom save for me. What are you casting? Dominate beast. Dominate yes. beast. I don't think he's a beast. No, I am not a beast. Does not count as okay. a beast. It Never won't. mind. Um, <laughs> then I will do... S- mm-hmm. Then I will do slow. <laughs> On who? On Elishard. Wow. Are you specifically trying to not hit? Yes. I the can, other ones? Uh, yep, I can. Uh, it's it's uh, six creatures of your choice. So. choice. so I get to choose. Okay. Yeah, just Elishard. All right. I, What's the save? Yeah, uh, it's a wisdom save. Uh, DC is 14. I tried, guys. I saved. Yeah, I, tried. <laughs> I do want to point out that wisdom saves are one of the saves warlocks are proficient in. I know. Yep. I tried, though. Yep. I really okay. had to try something. Sure. Okay. That's my turn. That's fine. Okay. I ain't mad. All right. Elishard, your turn. Uh, I'm going to try to non-lethally pound this thing into the dirt. Okay. With bludgeoning damage. Sure. Does a 23 hit? Definitely does. Six bludgeoning damage that is magical. Okay, still standing. All right, and a tail strike. Does a 20 hit? It does. For five blood, for five magical slashing damage. Okay, still standing. Okay, that's my turn. Sounds good. They're all going to respond. Uh, Wotan, they're coming for you first. What's your AC? 14 still. 14. You take six slashing damage. Okay. 
You take eight slashing damage. And you take eight slashing damage. Oh, so these guys get three attacks, but the other guy doesn't. <laughs> Cole. Yeah. You're at 14 as well? Correct. That is a miss. And then on the second one, you take 13 slashing damage. Okay. And then on the last one, you take 11 slashing damage. Okay. Elishard. I have 20 AC, but as we've previously established, it won't matter because having the highest AC means that they will all crit me. <laughs> uh, actually, only the third attack hits. So you take 10 <laughs> piercing damage. Hmm? Or slashing damage, sorry. Okay. And diamond. Yes. So he's huge. Yeah. And he's going full ham on you. Yeah. Does a 19 hit you? Yeah. Right, that's nine slashing damage. Or piercing damage, sorry. I disappear. You disappear. Yes. Okay. Uh, using. Oh, come on. Misty escape. Gotcha. I still take the damage, but I. Right. And you yep. vanish. Uh, where, where are you headed? I go behind him. <laughs> like directly immediately behind him or. Yeah. Yeah. Just, just behind him. Cause I will pop out after this. Okay. He whips around and tries to attack you again. Uh, they're also invisible. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So. Disadvantage on the attack. So he's a disadvantage. Mm-hmm. Does a 17 hit you? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You take seven piercing damage. Mm-hmm. Okay. And you're getting the idea that this guy could possibly attack faster, but for some reason, he's only hitting you twice. Mm-hmm. You're not entirely sure why. Because you're the Malik's daughter. <laughs> That's an assumption you can make. Can't hear you, Nikki. And and Woten. Uh, okay, time to time to try out my other trick. Wait, 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 this wait. Is... It's my turn. Oh, oh wait, yeah. yes, it is. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> Like, wait, I get hit and then I miss my and, turn? Hold on. <laughs> no, no, you don't. I didn't have the no, that's turn, me. turn order extended. No, that's, that, that's me. I, I get hit and miss my entire turn. <laughs> By choice. Yeah. All right. Boop. Does 22 hit? 22, you managed to make it through. Finally. Uh, I'm going to hit him for 12 and 3. And then go ahead and spend that last spell slot to also give it an Eldritch Smite. Okay. Taste that. No spell slots for me. Tasty. And then last attack, 21. You managed to get a second one through. Oh, I'm so sorry. He's huge, correct? Eldritch Smite, Smite, uh, he is knocked prone. All right. I need to make three of these. We're good. Because call lighting is a concentration spell. Yep. Yep. Okay. Yes, he is knocked prone. So I'm going to, can I make that uh, that last attack 
at advantage. Yeah, just in case you crit. Mm. Uh, I do not. Okay. But you did hit. So. Okay. Uh, for another 12 and 5. Okay. <clears throat> All right. Now it's Wotan's turn. I hurt. Now it's time to try out my other trick because this is basically an exhibition match. Yep. So he sort of reaches up and puts a hand on the compass and kind of slams, uh, like slaps his, his fingers into it, but it sort of makes this very resonant and it's very loud wooden thumping noise. Sort of the mm-hmm. doom, doom. And he's going to use the siren song. Yes. Okay. So that guy is going to have to make a wisdom save. And you've got a DC of 14, 15? 15. 15. That is an 11. So he is charmed. All right. And can do nothing on his turn but move closer to me. Hang on a second. Yep. No, he fails. Okay. All right. That's for a number of rounds. It was my charisma modifier or until he takes damage. Okay. Cole. Let's see. Um, I got a whole bunch of bonus action stuff that I can do, but only one. Uh, <laughs> I am going to... Yeah. I'm going to... I'm going to swing out with the Death Kiss Dagger. Okay. 21. That hits. For nine points of damage. Oh, a lot of things. And then uh, I'm going to circle around to his left a little bit and then <coughs> wham! Spiritual weapon with a nine misses. That is a miss. Uh, yeah, I won't use that. Not yet. Okay. Elishard, he's teetering. I'm going to try to non-mentally knock him out. Okay. I'm going to miss. Not with that, you're not. <clears throat> but a 25 on the tail strike. 25 on the tail strike. Go ahead and roll damage. Seven magical slashing damage. You lash him across the face, and his eyes roll back, and he just thumps back into the So, dirt. as my symbiote starts to want to eat him, because it doesn't <laughs> matter if he's dead or unconscious, if his hit points right. hit zero, the symbiote starts to frenzy, I make a charisma check. Okay. Check or save? Check. I, it's, it's, it, it is either, an in, because I'm trying to convince, I'm trying to control the symbiote. Uh, it is either a, a deception, intimidation, or persuasion check. It's going to be an intimidation check. Okay. No, bad. A natural 20. A natural so 20. the DC was 10. Upon, su- <laughs> upon success of a, of a charisma check in one of these things, you can only do each one once. You maintain control of the symbiote, and either you can keep going for another turn before you have to make the check again, or you can end the transformation early. So, after slashing him with the fa- in the face with the tail, uh, the symbiote lets out this like unholy, hungry roar at the unconscious Durgar, and then... <laughs> Reverts back to Elishard. And I look down. Told you you should have given up. Meanwhile, the others are doing their job. One of them's not doing anything right now. True. 
So he just walks up to you and just kind of blinks at you. Yep. <laughs> Cole, yours yeah. is attacking you. I'm so squirrely, though. Does a 14 hit? Yeah, that hits. <laughs> so, yes, squirrely, as in what happens when a squirrel gets hit by a truck. Uh, you take nine slashing damage. Okay. Let's see. And then the spear comes, the, the, uh, the sword comes in again, and you take 11 slashing damage. Okay. And then the offhand weapon comes in for another nine slashing damage. Oh, I'm unconscious then. Okay. <laughs> At oh. which point you guys see the Durgar sheath the blades and reach down, pulling out a flask of something. Poison. <laughs> no, no. Jinx doesn't Jinx doesn't seem bothered. Jinx is over there. Jinx is yes. Jinx is sitting by Rilla and Zoe. <laughs> right. It's not poison. It, it, it's oil so they can immolate the body. Right. Yeah. But <laughs> Which is right. technically not a body yet, it's still a person. But after enough burning, it'll become a body. Right. Exactly. Uh right before Cole goes down though, when when it hits, you guys hear from Jinx uh in Cole's voice, ow. <laughs> yes best warlock ability <laughs> and diamond you watch as the Duragar in front of you shrinks down back to normal size and unleashes three strikes against you cool awesome great cool <laughs> after getting up first so he's like shrinking down while standing up so it's this weird it's this really weird camera effect <laughs> <laughs> what's your ac again 12 12 first one hits for 11 piercing damage cool uh second one hits for eight piercing damage cool third one hits for nine <laughs> i'm unconscious <laughs> <laughs> Come on, Woden. We need this 50 50. I know. From the, uh, the war pick goes in, and he too pulls out a flask and starts to bend down. Woden, your turn. Well, um, because he's going to be charmed for four rounds or until he takes damage, I get to be a dick and make preparations. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so what are you doing so, the second round that he's charmed? Uh, so uh, I'm going to, uh, let's see, which of these preparations do I want to make? Uh, I'm going to cast Ring Strike for the first okay. for this next turn. So right. I have, um, it's level four, so I have two, four, six, eight rings. Okay. And that's the second spell slot. That yeah, you that's, my, that, that's my second and final spell slot. Okay. All right. He's just charmed. Yeah. He's just sitting there. Your third round. I begin to trace Ingwas on myself. <laughs> okay, how long does that take? Two rounds. <laughs> <laughs> so All this right. round and next round. So your fourth round, you're finishing laws and gain of barbarian rage. Right, and that's when his charm breaks. Well, it's, I believe it'll be at the end of at his the end of his turn. Yep. Yeah. All right, so there's so, one more turn of not doing anything. Can you and then, uh, right. Is so now you go. 
<laughs> and then I start swinging. I'm not, okay. I'm not familiar with how ring strike works. Is it concentration? No. Okay, yep. good. Just... Cold lightning is, though, so I lose that. Yeah. Yep. 20. 20 hits. So this will be an extra two damage on top of this because I don't have the rage damage. Actually, no, I can just add a uh, global damage modifier. Rage. Damage two. Uh, think. So seven slashing damage and then the ring, which will probably get rage damage. Just ignore it. Yep. So uh, three more bludgeoning damage. So All right. So 10 damage on that one. And a DC 15 strength save. Okay. Boop. That is a natural 20. He don't move. Yeah. All right. And then it's his turn. With all that preparation, I'm probably still going down because he's already taken out almost half my health. Uh, so, and he's still huge. So he's getting his extra D4s to these. Uh, so that's nine slashing damage on the first strike. Have to four. Uh-huh. Um, what's your AC currently? 14? 14, yeah. Misses on his second one, which is good. a good thing. And misses on his third one. You get to go again. Yay. Hand axe. Eight misses. That misses. <laughs> Unfortunately, I only get one attack around because I'm not a blade I'm not a blade lock. Yep. Uh you take six slashing damage from his first attack. Out of the three. You take 11 slashing damage on his second attack. Uh, five, thank you. <laughs> and another 11 on his third attack. Rages are fun. <laughs> Barbarians are a lot of fun. They're a lot more fun yes, than people give them credit for. Yes, they are. All I right. Would, I would have been down a long time ago if not for this rage. Yes, indeed. Okay. Your uh, turn again. I feel like at level 11, Wotan should take a level of Barbarian. 13. <laughs> Probably misses. That is a miss. Yeah, I thought so. All right. Uh, <laughs> you guys are just going at it. Um, I'm probably going down this round if he hits me like that again. First strike is hits you for 15 slashing. Have to seven? Seven. Yep, I'm probably going down if he hits me. With both Second one two. misses. Third one misses. Hey! Well, the seven and an 11. I haven't been to a 7-11 in years. Literally Don't. years. 18 maybe hits. 18 hits. Alright. Uh, so I don't even know if there uh, are any seven, left in my area. Seven slashing damage and ten bludgeoning damage. Seven and ten. Okay. Seven, ten. Nice. Okay. If he misses all three of these attacks, I last the round. <laughs> while while this fight is going, I'm fishing the unconscious. I'm fishing. I've seen the others have potions on them. I'm going to try to fish a health potion out of the unconscious Durgar in front of me's whatever and feed it yeah. to him. <laughs> yep, you can find it, and you do. The rest of you uh, have had a health potion administered to you. Uh, Cole, you regain seven hit points. Diamond, you regain. 12 hit points. Mm. And I punched So, and you're at a 14, you said? Well, yeah. Yeah, yeah. All right. First strike hits you for 10. So reduced to five. Hit me again for that same damage and I'm out. <laughs> Second one hits you for six. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still standing. <laughs> if the third one misses, I might be standing. 
Third one misses. He rolled a three. <laughs> <laughs> Lovely. Oh. oh my god. One more round. This is 21 to hit. 21 hits. Can I add inspiration to damage rolls? No. Oh, sorry. <laughs> so 11 slashing and two bludgeoning. All right. So that's 13 total. He's looking, he's looking rough right about now. Yeah, but unfortunately, unless he misses all of his attacks, I'm down. Well, we will see. So, first one's a miss. Or, Second one's a hit. Or unless he uh, hits you for ten. exactly one damage. For <laughs> ten. Yeah, I'm out. Right. Yeah. And he is panting, <laughs> but feeds you a, uh, a healing potion as well, and uh, you regain eight hit points. I might have won that if I'd done that from the beginning of the fight. You might have. You might have. <laughs> But uh, the Malik is just roaring with applause. Um, or if he comes over, claps Elishard on the shoulder, well done! And then steps over to Diamond. Are you all right? <laughs> <laughs> I'm good. I want to know how they do that. That's great. I want to... Uh, uh, ah, yes. Uh, <laughs> innate ability of the Durgar to change their size, grow to... Significantly larger stature, which comes in handy, as you can see. Uh, Diamond extends her hand to the Durgar that fought her, and is just like, good match! He is sitting there at attention, head bowed, with his hands clasped behind him. Mm. And you, you can see the faintest, like, quirk of a smile barely across his face, but he doesn't respond. Um, what did you think? Effective, yes? Mm. Yeah, yeah, if I were a, if I were an actual enemy, uh, that would have been terrifying and uh, a bad time. Good. Well, I hope you'll appreciate him in your service then. He's yours. <laughs> <laughs> Over just Cora simply goes. <laughs> and pinches their nose. Woten yeah. stands up from his position and sort of looks over his opponent and in Dwarven to them just says, an excellent bout. He gives you a faint jerk of a nod and then straightens up and everybody except Diamond's opponent turns and marches off. Woten sort of looks over at the rest of the group. That just accentuates to me the fact that I need to get heavier armor. Uh, learned. I shrug. Huh. I guess, uh, all right. Uh, if you are to be in my services, um, I would like a name, please. Rorik Bloodstone. Hmm? You gain the retainer's feature. <laughs> I'm getting a lot, um, of, a lot of stuff I, right now. I, I, <laughs> that's one euphemism for it. Yeah. Does is he also? It, it, I know that most of Durga we've seen uh, don't have the bands. Um, does he wear anything that symbolizes like the 
the bands, the yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. No, he's he's got the arm bands. Cool. Excellent. Uh, no, and most of the Durgar you've seen, they don't usually wear the collars, but they definitely have the armbands. Okay. I'm, this make make me sound uh, uh, just not very observant. Do do his armbands keep him here? Are you asking the Malak? Yes. No. They are simply a badge of his caste. Okay. Cool. Uh, and then Diamond will also say in Dwarvish, because she has a basic knowledge of that. Um, uh, she says, I'm still new here, and uh, you are a great fighter, and I would love you in my company, but not as... Uh, not as a fighter. And if that is not where you're, where you would like your services, you are more than welcome to stay here. And I will make, I will say things to my father so you are not in trouble. And he doesn't move. I'm also a competent stone worker. In Dwarven, I think what she means is she'd rather have your companionship than your axe. Not like that either. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) As a friend, not wow. (laughs) You you went there faster than I thought anyone would. Yes, you are. You you are informing somebody who is currently owned that they are to be someone's companion. (laughs) (laughs) I I would. I would like to be your equal and your friend. That is how I have always had it up at the surface. Make a persuasion check. Oh boy, guess who twice now has taken away beguiling influence? Uh, (laughs) Fucking 19. Nice. He gives, he, he actually lifts his head a little bit gives a nod and then simply kind of goes to a more or less parade rest type stance. Uh, excellent. Uh, 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 welcome to the team then. Uh, Rorick? Rorick? Yes. Rorick, thank you. I wrote it down, but sometimes my pronunciation of things is weird because my... I'll put it in chat for you. Yay. Um, Okay, dokie. One of my companions is probably uh, ready for that library now. Yes, Farid, let's take them back to the palace. Had quite an active day, it seems, and most of them have <laughs> gotten their exercise. You could certainly say that. Ow. Ow. My notes say Rorik Bloodstone, my new best friend. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Mom and dad are going to love you. <laughs> I'm going to have to look into some armor back I, on the surface. I, I've put in my notes, Rorik Bloodstone, Duragar, air quotes, best friend. <laughs> As you Let it be known that Diamond, Qatar, um, Almsi has a new best friend. 
I let the bell. Did you just say Al Amasi? Look, man. Yes, actually. There's a little bit of a Freudian slip. <laughs> what? You said Amasi is Elishard's last name. Yeah. <laughs> all of these characters have the same last name. <laughs> Aziz. Excuse me. Al Aziz. <laughs> well, piss. <laughs> Cats out of the bag now, guys. Uh, <laughs> so I was like, I didn't. I what? <laughs> well, I mean, well, where did this ring come from? I'm confused. <laughs> no, 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 no. We have to have the awkward dinner with our parents first. Yeah, and then and then and then the weird Fable Three dating and activities. Where are all of my gifts that will raise up my love interest for you? <laughs> just have, I just have like a I just have a table full of it's red a bag of cakes. Well, no, it's a, it's a table full of red boxes with perfectly attached yellow bows. Right. <laughs> the the platonic another. ideal of present. <laughs> <laughs> But you guys jump in your palanquins and head back to the palace. Um, and as you approach, uh, you are escorted back inside. Well, some of you would probably like some rest. Uh, those that want to go to the libraries, however, can uh, follow me. The rest of you, uh, there are will be food and such things provided in your apartments if you require any entertainment of any... Talk to Fareed. He'll figure it out. (laughs) (laughs) So who's going to the library and who is not? Cora, Aurelia, Cole, Diamond, Zoe. Everyone, I guess. Okay. Yeah, Yeah, I'll go too. All right. Or if you're all feeling up to it, certainly. It's dusty and there's books. <laughs> Dad, haven't you ever been excited about learning things? I, that, that, that was why, why do you think I lived on the surface for almost a century? I think now, I'm, I'm more excited about here. forwarding our progress in the game than I am about the books themselves. Reasonable, reasonable. Well, let's go see what's available then. Abena! As he bashes a door open. He <laughs> fell down. He is just what's his face. <laughs> <laughs> this is my daughter. Her name is Diamond Qatar Aziz. These are her friends. And they will tell you their names. <laughs> Salt spray. And they would like to look at some of the books. (laughs) Only Wotan gave his name. (laughs) Yeah, was going to give her name, but I forgot my own character's name. (laughs) (laughs) I specifically said, no, I won't. And and, and Elishar was waiting for other people to go first, and then the mallet just continued on, so I was like, well, I guess I'm not. Yeah. (laughs) This is my opportunity Oh, well. (laughs) Welcome to the Crystal Record. Of course, the command from my king is a command that I shall follow. What is it you are wishing... To peruse. Um, if you would happen to have any information on uh, 
demonic entities, um, specifically, as I look desperately for the, one of the 9,000 tabs I have open that is roll 20, <laughs> that has my character sheet, that has an important name in my backstory. Um, I, suddenly smell, I suddenly smell popcorn, and I think I might be having a stroke. Oh, that's not good. That last part was joking, but I am suddenly smelling popcorn for no reason <laughs> because there's no popcorn in my house. That you know of. You live near enough to other houses that nope. someone near could be. Okay, sorry. No, 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 it's fine. It's just, I'm just freaked out by the fact that I'm smelling popcorn. I don't know why. <laughs> Carry on. That Did is you a little touch weird. anything with LSD today? No. As far Are as I'm aware, sure? well, that's your mistake then. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, anyways, uh, demonic three topics mainly: demonic entities, specifically uh, Avalan, and um, any information you have about Quarry or just Quarry. And remind me, Jeremy, where does Cora know the name Avalan from? Um, from the 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 demon that he's he, he's bound himself to. Yeah, that name was burned out of your brain. You have no was memory it? of it. Oh yeah. Hmm. Really? Yeah, as part of the ritual that you. I mean, that was like twenty some. Yeah, no, this ago. was literally. And that was not one. in my history, so yeah, no, literally I take no one. blame for that. No, no, it's fine. I just wanted to let you know, <laughs> you don't know that name, <laughs> particularly elemental demons, ice demons, individually, specifically. Demons of ice. Also, anything you might have, we know them as the Fey antiquities, but powerful artifacts that may have been hidden down here from somewhere in the surface. Zoe will give the accurate time frame that we established many episodes ago. Oh. <laughs> yeah. The general area we think the on the surface they may have been sourced from. Yep. Interesting questions. Quite fascinating. Well, we shall have to see what we can find. Demons of ice, powerful artifacts. Is that all? Quarry. And quarry. And anything about things that can change shape or force others to change a shape. Ah, well, <laughs> our own king is quite accomplished at that. Well, don't. Make a thing out of it. <laughs> <laughs> she begins to pull out scrolls and books and that sort of thing and just sort of lay them out for you guys to investigate. There are a few books on demons, um, some records of those. Not a ton. There's quite a bit on magical artifacts and that sort of thing. Um, there's a tradition, it seems, of trying to craft 
either armor or weapons amongst the Dao themselves of gaining access to imbuing objects and instruments and tools and weapons with supernatural capacity. Mm-hmm. Um, if you're sorry, go ahead, Aaron. I just remembered that we also had several names. I would have given those names in the research. Okay. Sorry. Sounds good. No, that's fine. <clears throat> As far as things go and you push for for more specific information, obviously the Fey Antiquities were not of Dao make. Mm-hmm. So she sort of sweeps some of those volumes aside and starts pulling out mentions and records of I, exterior source. I still would have looked at the ones of, about Dao make because that might be useful for our, our contract with the Yanagari. Is, is anything fairly recent or is this all older material? It's mostly older material. Okay. Um, but the main thing that seems to be most prevalent in Dao make is that they're really good at armor, like okay. magic good at armor. Mm-hmm. Okay. Which is not something you see a ton of, especially on the surface. There, most of the magical craftsmanship is focused more towards the weapons side of things. Mm-hmm. As you investigate the the history of it, though, you start to find things that might at least somewhat match some of the stuff that you would have been looking for. Yeah. And you're able to to pick apart a little bit of, of information that otherwise you feel might have been uh, somewhat misleading otherwise. Okay. And there are some legends of types and examples of stuff being found deeper down here. And there's a lot of references to giants. Hmm. And a word that you had not ever come across before, Fomerai. Write that down. I'm sorry. My brain went oh, to yesterday's <laughs> game. Yeah. <laughs> and I went, oh, shit. Oh, wait. No, this is D&D. D&D. That's, le- that's yes. less bad. Mm-hmm. Still yeah. potentially bad, but Still less bad. Pretty bad, but not that bad. Yeah. Right. Yeah. As the two lore people automatically know what that means. Uh, yeah. Right. But um, uh, the Fomorians are apparently a race of underground giants twisted by something way back in the mists of lost history. And they seem to have an affinity for magic that kind of strikes you as fey and also magic items. 
Interesting. I will ask Abena if she's ever seen one. Have you ever met a, a Fomori? I've never even heard of them before. They are a legendary race, supposedly in the deepest regions of the undergrass. It is unusual to meet anyone who has encountered them, for they are violent, evil, aggressive. They have apparently fallen from a great height from their earliest days when they were apparently quite powerful and sophisticated. Unfortunately, whatever malady it is that affects their civilization, it has brought them quite low. And what would Aurelia's understanding of like the history of giants and conflux and if, you know. None on heart. Uh, the only thing close to a giant on the surface is something that would still be qualified like an ogre, but that's about uh-huh. as big as things get. Okay, so I have no idea how big these things are. This no. is beyond my scale. Okay. Quite a bit. Mm-hmm. Big. Something maybe with them. but they are specifically described as being twisted of a purplish hue to their skin. Generally one eye significantly larger than the other and supposedly possessing a dread power of some sort. So, Jack, does this yeah. feel like this is also fae magic, or this is specifically where the things we have, are looking for have gone? It's the only thing. So you you guys had established some link to probably some of the fae antiquities made their way into the undergrass. Mm-hmm. this is the closest thing that would sort of resonate on the same theme as them. I mean, obviously, a magic item, if it can be used, somebody's going to want to use it. Mm-hmm. But in in the idea that like attracts like, you would say this is probably as good a place as any to start. Right. Cora, as you're hearing this, it's starting to ping some very significant resonances with you as well, based on some of the quarry memories you've had. Strange. But further down than this. Somewhat. Do you know how far? What's below here? Well, Our minds go deep, but at a certain point, we generally go out rather than further down. Yes. 
There are rumors of power hidden down there. There are whispers that those of your friends' people have been able to glean somewhat of those. But we have contented ourselves with the safety of these regions primarily. Did she She kind of friend? I'm assuming Zoe. Yeah. Okay. And she, you can see her kind of dart her eyes over towards the Malik, and Ikram is currently looking at a book and apparently getting bored with it and just shelving it and looking at another one. You're funny about as it. if as if hoping this one's more interesting, <laughs> but really doesn't seem to be finding much. You said, well, the, Mal- the, the Malik misunderstands. The children's section is over there. <laughs> Ow. Ow. Ouch. Um, is there anything on the shape changing? What does... Sorry, I did, we didn't get a chance to talk very much during the, the, the feast last night. You shape change? Toward the Malik? Oh, me? Huh? Yes. <clears throat> Sorry. Uh... Yes, I can. Into what? Oh, other things, people. I mean, I wasn't wandering around the city looking like this. (laughs) That would have drawn some attention. (laughs) (laughs) What What did you look like when you were on the surface? Oh, very well. And he sort of, you see him just kind of close his eyes and his form shrinks from obviously a very large uh, bipedal down to somebody maybe an inch or two taller than Darwin. Still fairly well-muscled, but more in a, in a much leaner kind of build. Darwin Diamond's dad, not Darwin Charles of Earth. (laughs) (laughs) Your stepfather, Diamond. Uh, The crystals that sort of form across his scalp have shifted into what is more traditional human-like hair, still with kind of a bluish hue to it, but a lot darker now. The clothes that he's wearing have sort of shrunk to fit his form. The chin narrows slightly from that very square jaw to something a little more almost vaguely elven reminiscent. The ears are still rounded, human style. And the tattoos that run down his neck are a little more subdued now. And look at him. Honestly, he he looks like kind of a corker almost. You're just in his clothing and his general stance. You're you're the connection messed up there. At least for me and the people watching and listening, looks like a what? A little bit like a dock worker. Okay, right. But his his tunic is kind of just rough now the broad belt, pants that come down to mid-shin, his feet are bare. 
My mom has a type. Cool. <laughs> do you say that out loud? Yeah, I do. <laughs> I, I, I hope she's happy. <laughs> <laughs> she is. You look good, Dad. <laughs> she kind of pats him awkwardly on the shoulder. Thank you. That's impressive. Um... Oh, there's the book I was looking for. <laughs> Being a little closer to the ground apparently has given him a slightly better perspective on something. <laughs> I should change shapes more often. <laughs> well, this is what it's like down here. <laughs> what book did he pick up? What book did he pick up? Pick up? Um, it's do you what do you who has eyes of the roomkeeper? Cora. Cora. Okay. You don't know. Oh, okay. Can't read it. There, there's a script on the spine and in the pages. Looks like it's been uh, kind of loosely bound, probably from single sheets that were an originally just written on by hand. That's not a language I read, right? That's not draconic? Oh, uh, no. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um. While all of this is happening, are we are 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 the the access that we have to the books in the library? Is it very much the the person in charge of the library is handing out is pulling out books and handing them to uh-huh. us, or Pretty are much. we so are we able to like sort of peruse on our own, or is it very much that controlled access? Fairly controlled access. Okay. I mean, if you're looking for information on, uh, I mean, she's bringing you stuff that's written primarily in Undercommon. Yeah. I can read Undercommon. Right. Um, okay. Then I'm, I'm just I'm just assisting in the research then. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Besides transforming like that, do you have anything on animal transformations? Transforming a human into an animal. Or vice versa. I do not. Those would be powerful abilities. They would. Although, and she steps over and pulls out a book. And opening it up, you see that it's actually built like a book, but it's a series of small scrolls. They look very, very old. Oh. And she counts three down, pulls one out. This one is from many millennia past. And I believe there is. And she rolls it out. And it's written in that same unfamiliar script. Mm-hmm. Yes. There was an expedition. An attempt to seize part of a deep mine that had been claimed by a line of drow and they were unable to acquire the territory with three scouts being somehow 
changed into Grell. And then killed. What are Grell? Are they creatures? Um, not quite animals, but uh, floating beaks with very large exposed brain tissue and tentacles that trail below them. Predators. Where did this happen? Uh, fortunately, a bit of damage to the scroll, but I believe um, deeper into drought territory from from the location of our current settlement probably good 20 miles also beyond our current borders which direction and Northwestish, but down. So, <clears throat> I am furiously taking notes. Okay. <laughs> Look toward the rest of people. I think I've got. It's most of my questions. I believe they were. Did they just not find anything in particular about the uh, the quarry question? Or? They do not have any records of quarry. Hmm. Oh, um, anybody who is doing reading though can give me an just a flat investigation roll. Sure. Can I do that? Because I can't read yeah. most of the script. Uh, if you can't read the, if you can't read under common, nope. Okay. I can't. In- investigation roll. You said. Yep. Seven, because apparently being proficient doesn't help my intelligence rolls. Twenty-one. Oh, Zoe. Are there chairs in here? Trying to be smart. Yes, there are chairs. Okay, so, they're all very large. Yeah. While 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 everybody was doing this, Cole sat down and is just going to snoop through Jinx's eyes and look for anything with pictures because he can't read anything here. Right. <laughs> with pictures that catches his eye that he might want to snag. Okay. Um, very little of it is, are, not, hardly any of the manuscripts are illuminated at all. The ones that are have like some very rough maps, but that's about it as far as things with pictures. Cora and Elishard, as you guys are perusing through You find hints that you're able to sort of piece together from various accounts of things. And it seems like the primary motive force anytime the Dow have tried to expand is generally mining related. Okay. They they chase wealth and mineral veins and gems and that sort of thing because it's keenly associated with their own elemental nature and also because 
it's an excellent way to show off more or less. Um, and it seems like they go through periods where they will occasionally have times of fairly rapid expansion or at least attempts therein. And then once they've gathered enough wealth, they bring back and spend a good chunk of just using and molding it what they want. That's possibly what's causing or or motivating their expansion into Yungari territory. Currently, it seems to be that seems to be the normal status quo, at least. Would that, at very least, be a enough information that we could provide so that they could track the movements they're making and see if that's like here? This information should let you be able to figure out where they're going and predict where they're going. And if you are, then that's why. If 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 House Young Gary is able to do any sort of mineral surveying, more or less, or whatever, yeah, like if you're aware of the if you're aware of right. the mineral lines, it, it would at least give them an idea. Right. Mm-hmm. But it doesn't seem like that would qualify for our. Well, best we got. So, <laughs> at least at the moment. I mean, the I'm only not say it right now because there's no way this information could be communicated in character. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No. But yeah, to to your mind, Elishard, with a twenty-one, it's something to go on at least. It's a direction. Like, it, the only you if you can if you can find a way to extract. So, have you found any new minerals that you're really pushing for recently? You know, that would be the only way to really give it a solid confirmation. Uh, uh, this is Elishard having experience that I don't have. Um, as an investigator, or as someone who has done interrogations and, and things like that, can Elishard think of a way to work that into the conversation that has been going on? Not or at least or at least a way to broach that subject without seeming less in this uh, without without it seeming like like they're contrived. Yeah, contrived, I guess. Right. Yeah. Not currently. Okay. Yeah, I will seem to be a lot more focused on the whole. Yeah, I will. I will. With that knowledge in mind, I am going to basically as the conversation goes on or if there is ever a point where i could broach that subject diplomatically mm-hmm. i'll be watching and listening for that moment okay to see if i can get any any additional any additional information that would make this information more valuable okay is um, with us hmm? farid has not been present for most of this sequence okay that'd be cool oh. hey dad can it's, I don't know if this was on the tour or not, uh, since you're like looking at, you know, uh, kind of subdued stuff. Uh, can we go to your office? I bet. He looks at you. I don't have one. Where do you do all the, you know, boring paperwork stuff then? Oh, in one of the studies or something of that sort. Abena. Make a note. Tell Farid I want an office. <laughs> That's, I'm actually very surprised about that. Make a note. I want an office. Yeah, a big important place where... Of course, you... Your Majesty. Farid, write this down. Yeah. 
But, uh, well, uh, we're going to... It's about time for dinner, if you'd care to dine with me privately. Really? Sure. Okay. Splendid. Uh, well, let's uh, let's go get that started, and uh, the rest of you uh, will get you some food also. <laughs> oh, wait, sorry. You know what? Go have dinner with your dad. You're fine. This guy, no, no, I've got it. This guy <laughs> is not Robert Baratheon. This guy is King Richard from fucking Gallivant. <laughs> yes, 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 yes. That is 100% accurate, yes. I haven't seen Gallivant, so Game of Thrones is the only one that I have reference for. Gallivant, you're doing okay. an immense disservice. Go That's watch Gallivant. I was going to say, first of all, go watch Gallivant. <laughs> Timothy Amundsen is a To be clear, Gallivant is a musical comedy series, and it is great if you like musical comedy series. Okay. If you don't like musical comedy series, you will probably be annoyed by it. If you don't like musical comedy series, you have no soul, and I don't believe you exist. <laughs> and also, you are wrong. There are plenty of people that don't like musicals, that don't like music in their TV or movies. Yes. La See previous statement. Tenants <laughs> 3 was really good, and I recommend it. Ish. It, it's complicated. <laughs> God damn it, Aaron. It's complicated, but I recommend it. Uh, no. What? It was just as off topic as everything else that was happening. Cole, Cole wakes up from his nap when he hears a mention of food. Yep. <laughs> All right. And as an evening dinner is prepared and the more or less end of your second day comes to a close, that is where we are going to end for the evening. Say goodbye, everybody. Bye. Bye. Goodbye.